world. I'm Shawa Evans. And I'm Stanley Wiggins. And this is Black, black Hipster. Hipster. Where we talk about black pop culture. Gay pop culture. Black gay pop culture. And, and sometimes, sometimes other, other shit. shit. Yeah. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> we both took a little, we both, little, yeah, little pause. pause. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What up, what up, what up? Nothing much. We're doing well on this beautiful foggy day. Foggy day. I love that yes. it's not freezing yet. Like, so far. I guess. The winter, I mean, it's... We've only been winter technically like two weeks, maybe three weeks, but it, yeah, it isn't technically. But technically, we've had some cold days. We've had some really cold days before it hit December twenty first, but not so many. Uh, this probably is turning out to be a mild winter. I will hope, but don't say that yet because January, January just started, and um, wait till February. Yeah, gets February is not nice, and then everybody wants to kill each other. Yeah, February. as if it's not already bad enough. We are starting 2020 on some bullshit. May I just say? I'm like, which bullshit are you going to talk about Child, there's just so much happening. But first, can I just say, I didn't tell you we were going to talk about this, but Surviving R. Kelly 2 debuted on January 2nd. And did you, you didn't see it? I didn't see it, no. So, um, and I meant to announce it in the first episode Mm -hmm. to tell people to watch it because it was coming on the next day. Um, Because I had gone to a screening and... um, yeah, it's 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 called The Reckoning. So it's basically like what happened after the first one came out. When did the first one come out? Less than a year ago, right? Yeah. So then, yeah. so then okay, go on. Go well, on. they said that they were reluctant to even do a part two. And it's funny because, you know, we talked about it, of course, on the show. Mm-hmm. And we had a very um, different outlook. And there were a lot of people who had the same outlook that mm-hmm. we did about the parents you know, yeah. sort of taking responsibility. But I got to say, I have changed my tune since. What do, what do it's you, not to say that, you know, the, that parents aren't responsible for their kids. But um, I feel bad for the parents. Because at the end of the day, even if they had some sort of inkling about him, just think about how many times your instinct told you something wasn't right, but you still did it. That's true. And it just, the stakes were just so much higher for them. I yeah. couldn't, I can't imagine that the... That they thought that this would be the result. You know what I mean? That 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 was that. I'm sure that that was the furthest thing from their minds. That their kids, like they would never see their kids again. You know what I mean? I agree. I yeah, feel bad a- for them. And I'm sure they probably blame themselves. And they probably beat themselves up a lot about it. Because they probably, because that's just, I think, people. When mm-hmm. something bad happens, then you start going back over all the steps and all the things that you could have done to prevent it. All the things you wish you had. It, and we always want to like... Oh, God, I was about to say turn back the hands of time. Mm-hmm. But we always want to reverse, like, you know, our steps. Yeah. Because we now know what the outcome is. But it's like, yeah, that's why hindsight is twenty twenty. But I'm pretty sure that intentionally, even if the parents, again, like, if there was, like, a red flag and they were like, no, but we're going to be careful or we're going to take the proper steps, the last thing that they thought that was their their kids would basically be taken away from them and brainwashing all this other stuff. I feel bad for the parents. Yeah, because I guess I can see even if they had these fear, sort of red, there were red flags about it, they're thinking, okay, well, I'm turning my child over to this person. And okay, yes, they're not allowing me to be a part of the sessions, recording the sessions. But my child, this is a public figure, and if something happened, like say he tried to rape my child, my child will confess to that, and he will go to jail. So he's not going to risk that. And well, then they're no. thinking, okay, well, my child is also able to speak for themselves. So if something bad happens in that session, then they're going to come to me. We're going to talk about it. You know, I'm going to ask them. Like you know what I'm saying? But I'm even thinking- with some of the parents, they had put restrictions in place. Like I know, um, 
was it the garage Azriel? Her parents were like, "You are not to be alone with him. You do not go to sessions without us." And then she did. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and 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 and, and you know, cuz teenagers do what they want. Mm-hmm. And that's just pretty much what it comes down to. Um yeah, I just I'm changing my tune about that. I don't think that the parents are, are at fault are to be blamed. I actually feel bad for the parents. And yeah, I just, it's just a whole fucked up situation. And I could see how, you know, we all make mistakes. We all make bad decisions. And unfortunately, it was like, if they had some sort of something in them that was like, maybe not. And then they were like, no, 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 no. I'm going to figure it out. We're not going to make the the same mistakes. We're not going to do certain things. We're going to put certain restrictions in place. And then it didn't just work out that way. That it's like, unfortunately for them, it's just the consequences were that much dire. I just hope that there weren't, because we weren't there. I wasn't there, I obviously. I wonder how much did sort of, uh, how quiet was it? You know, and during those times, 10, 15, 20 years ago, when he first started doing these things, kidnapping these girls, you know, or like keeping them hostage or whatever it may be, were there rumblings? You know, did people hear things? Because I think as yes, soon as... Yes, people it, heard things. People people always... I mean, we've heard all the stories now of people saying they heard things. Yeah, but I wonder within that sort of... As a parent, I can only say that I think if you have a young child who's like 13 or 14, a young girl, and you want them to sort of make it in the industry and you feel like this is their only chance and they you've heard these rumors about this man and maybe you're not... Then, then I wonder... But you got to remember, too, the black community does a really good job in a very negative way of protecting black men. Yeah. Um, and saying, oh, well, it's rumors. Oh, well, we don't. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. and really believe in that and sincerely and honestly, you know, being behind that. Listen, people closest to me were bumping R. Kelly when that first trial happened and were like allegations are allegations. Mm-hmm. They haven't proven anything, mm-hmm. you know. So it 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 runs deep. It's pretty serious. Um, people are still defending him. People are still, you know, uh, they were when this when the the uh, besides the first allegations, but when the first the surviving R. Kelly came out and this man was still doing shows, people were still mm-hmm. out here like the goat. He the king of R and B. Y'all are crazy. You have to watch part two. What because, is part two about? Is part um, two- so part two is about the survivors who spoke out in the beginning. Um, the things that have happened to them since. Mm-hmm. Um, they also there were these women who unmute R. Kelly. Mm-hmm. These white right wing like. Oh my God! It's it's it's. Hold on. What do you mean these these white- women who started an unmute R. Kelly campaign? To combat the mute R. Kelly campaign. Hold up, are they who were all like, white? They, they're white women who were like, That's... we worked with Robert and he would never do these things and blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah. I just, I, I'm like, don't even want to touch that with a 30 foot pole because the anger. I'm trying to, I'm trying to be on a different vibe in 2020 <laughs> where folks are starting it off. Yeah. Starting it off real wrong. You were, just when you said that <laughs> there's this meme that, Reminds me, I saw on the internet, I should have sent it to you, of Wendy Williams. And it's just like, you know, 2019, 
I'm I'm going I'm gonna have positive vibes going into 2020. I'm gonna love everyone, blah blah blah. And then it's like <laughs> June second, 2020. And then Olivia, Wendy Williams is talking about. Don't you just feel? Don't you ever feel like you want to kill somebody? <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> Wait, June second or January? It 2nd? was January second. I keep okay. saying June, January second. Yeah, I would yeah. say June. Because <laughs> by January third, shit was hitting the fan. Yes. Cause yeah. let's move on. Let's move on. Yeah. Okay. First, we. What are you gonna talk about the fires? Uh, okay, Australia's burning. Yeah, That's just, uh, I can't. Like climate change is real, people. It is. So another thing that I was doing towards the end of 2019 was mm. watching a lot of documentaries about, like, <laughs> no, seriously, about like the plastics industry yeah, and like recycling scary. and all this stuff and how recycling is a myth. And how, like, none of our stuff is getting recycled. Yeah. You know, we. I think a lot of people already know about how China yeah. used to buy our recyclable mm-hmm. um, goods, mainly plastic. And then, you know, with the tariff wars, I'm um, the trade war and all this stuff, China was like, fuck you, we don't want any of your stuff. China stopped buying from everybody, basically. And they yeah. were like, we're good. And then everyone was like, what are we supposed to do with all that garbage? First of all, I learned that most of the plastic that... Um, most of the plastic that we manufacture is not recyclable yeah, in, not the recyclable. Yeah, in the first place. That thing. if there's seven categories, only like three of them are recyclable. Yeah. And then we contaminate the recyclable ones by mixing them with the other ones and also by not doing certain things we need to do to make these things recyclable. So like they're not able to be sorted, all kinds of stuff. But also that it's the plastics industry that led the people to believe yeah. that we could just recycle all of it. Mm-hmm. So people didn't even understand they're like, oh, all this plastic and all this stuff that we're making. No, it's very much going to destroy the earth. Yeah. Like, aside from the fact that all the fossil fuels and all this other stuff that's released into the atmosphere just to manufacture these things. Yeah. And then the plastic industry is basically big oil. It's like mm-hmm. Exxon and these other companies. So they have all this money and they pay the lobbyists to push back when people try to ban the crap that they're making. It's so fucked up because you know what it comes down to the goddamn government yeah. and the government does not do their job because somebody's always, they have their hand in it in someone's pocket. And it's just money. And my thing, and we, and if they wanted to do these, you know, it's just, yeah, exactly what you're saying. It's, it's, <laughs> Because they try to put both. the onus on the on the the the, the consumer on the consumer and the society, and it's like no, that's no, it's not our responsibility. Because then it's like, oh, well, you guys should be recycling. It's like no, they shouldn't be making this shit. Yeah, they shouldn't be How making it in the first place. Yeah, <laughs> and then they should, and also if they wanted us to, re- they should properly give you. They have commercials. They can play commercials every... I mean, people still watch television. They can mandate lots of things where they have instructions on how to properly recycle. They can play that every every um, freaking. They can add in a commercial during your Netflix show or whatever. Mm-hmm. My thing is that they want to really change things. Also, what you're saying, the main point is they shouldn't make them. We shouldn't have the choice to buy these things right. if they know that they're harmful. Because I'm pretty sure most citizens, if they said, listen, your plastic is going to go up, 30 cents, a dollar. But we are doing this because we're trying to save the world. And these are the reasons why. People go, okay, I got no problem with that. People don't want to be scared because you're hearing all these things on the news and reading all of these things about how, what predicament we're going to be in and like... 50 years or 30, 20 years. Yeah, they said by 2050, a lot of stuff is just going to fall Yeah, and they're talking about how all the plastics, there'll be more plastics in the ocean than live life. Right. You know, and like, um, is that live life? Live life. Live life in the ocean. Yeah, all of these things that are very, very scary that I don't think... I understand why Greta was crying, man. And then what's worse is like, then we have the worst fucking president. Then his thing is to go on and make fun of this 
13 year old girl who, who is autism. upset. No, I think she's 16. 16? Oh, is she 16? Oh, my bad. 16. But still, a teenage you. girl yeah. who is upset that the generations before her have ruined the planet. <laughs> yeah. And she's making a point about it. And your response is to mock her? Oh, God. Um, but this is also the same person who's trying to distract from his impeachment by killing an Iranian um, fucking um, official? official. Like, dude, what? Really? Well, I mean... I live in America and I'm kind of like, they really should retaliate. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Because I well, get it. They say that like, they are. Um, they just don't know when and how it's going oh, to happen. Like, Iran's officials are like, word? Y'all don't want this fight. <laughs> that was like basically the gist of what they said. They were like, really? Are you sure? Because we're going to shut shit down for you. It's not going to be cool. Like, we're going to bring the heat. I just get scared because I wonder what is the what is the master plan? Like all these, like the people who, like the one percent, are the There's people no who are in government. There's no plan for us. It, well, no plan <laughs> for us who, us who are not in that. Of course not. But it's like the other people. Are there bunkers that they're gonna go to? There must be bunkers. Yeah, there the, must the be folks things. in the Midwest who got all their guns and they got they whatever. But even these governments, they got very that for wealthy race wars. People, <laughs> there must be something. There must be some escape plan for them. I'm thinking there has to be something. That yes, if, they they are wealthy. They have the money to create their escape plans. But no, no, no. But I'm saying even even to a shit. certain extent, wealth depends on. I mean, you can pay people to get stuff, but I wonder how far is it going away from citizens actually generating wealth? You know how they they have these movies like you know, fifteen years are like when we were young. They would show them in the future, and it's like. It's like a it's twenty twenty and everything's all like desolated and, and like destroyed. Why are the future movies? Everything is all yeah, like all we, the apocalypse yeah. came and, and people are just and like surrounding and yeah, no it one all looks any... like Mad Max. Yes, and everyone's dirty. <laughs> There's just a dust. The but then you like have that. these pe- some people, you know, a small percentage of people living wealth. And then I'm thinking, where the fuck are they getting their money from? Because these people, no one has jobs, no one's working. So how is it generating? Are More they just trading back them. and trading between back and forth between each or other? You know, generational wealth, having had it for so long and then built, you know, built that into whatever. That's why I think it's going to be a time where even our like the currency that we have is probably not going to matter. They are going to have so much of what they have. They're going to come up with their own currency. So (laughs) we are going to have to have like a certain currency that won't exchange. So it's like, if I want to go buy stuff that the rich people have, they go, oh no, sweetie, we don't take dollars anymore. That's going to be like Cuba when you can't use Cuban currency. Yeah. They have, and that's a good way of separating people. That's how they talk tourists from citizens. That's how they'll survive because they don't, they won't care about us. They're like, we can let y'all die out. We just keep procreating. We have the things that we want. And then the, the, it's crazy. No, there always needs to be a working class. It always needs to be because the wealth is generated from the people but it'll be like that movie with Justin Timberlake was it in time yeah where it's like there's no money it's just time like everyone is just vying for more time <laughs> like I mean, you can live like, longer but that's essentially what money is right yeah money is buying you more time money to live longer yeah, and it's, you can get the technology and the medicine and all that stuff yeah how do we, I just think it is it, because sometimes I think is it because humans we, I think we can just, we just haven't allowed, we haven't allowed ourselves to be better overall. I think the people who have been leading the country and setting things up, I think they just haven't allowed themselves to be better. And then they put all this bullshit out. So 
to, to the masses and it's hard to see through all of that. You get overwhelmed in your day to day and just shit. You really have to. Anyway. It's unfortunate because what ends up happening, the people who lead are typically evil and fucked up because they have to be to get to that place. Yeah. Because the people who are kind and who actually like fight for fairness and try to lead with fairness, they get trampled all over because they're being fair. Mm-hmm. And then we start to value those qualities, unfortunately. Um, I was in the bookstore yesterday and I was um, as I was leaving... I just caught a glimpse of the of a title of a book that was like Bad Girls Still, because I guess this must be the sequel, still don't get to the corner office or don't still don't get the corner office. Uh, good girls. Good girls still don't get the oh, corner okay. office. Like bad girls. And it was basically like, yeah, it's basically the gist of what I get from the title is saying you got to be a little bad if you want that success. Now, that's just what I get from the title. I haven't mm-hmm. read the book, so I can't say that that's what they're saying and I don't know what the meat and potatoes of it is but um but they're just still you know the the thought that that's something that's constantly perpetuated in society that it's like you gotta be bad to get what you want well yeah even so, the ultimate office being president no one I don't think anyone has got, or anyone has got started a company a corporation without hurting someone right you haven't done anything it's just like a, and even like I said how we live in this country we're hurting other people but I think it's just our system is just so messed up. I've said it so many times. I think we just need a, a redo. I wish there was a reset button. And hey, but we would know I everything would love a that we know now. So much stuff. Because if we're not gonna get it. I, I keep the the president is not we need a whole new government. We need a whole new system of operating. Mm-hmm. And until we get that, it's not gonna change. It, it's not Well, it's um I was listening, I, I think we were listening to the Daily Zeitgeist and they were talking about that and they were saying like, it's wild how we still keep the Electoral College. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's so many other things that we'll continuously say, well, if it doesn't work and it's old and it's antiquated, we get get rid of it. Yet that thing seems yeah. to remain like we don't have any issue. Like, I mean, the people do. We're constantly saying we need to get rid of it. But the powers that be want to keep it in place for for clearly obvious reasons and they're able to manipulate so well everyone yeah even when we were talking about we were talking about the trump thing and you know with the the hold on did we bring that up trump and the the war the airstrikes well yeah I, we literally just touched on okay it. Like, i was like hold up a second what like yeah. a minute ago so, yeah we touched on it but we didn't I just go said into that he killed an iranian leader yes yes you like... did but we didn't go into it. so it's just thinking about that like even when I'm just um, doing okay? some research. No, no, no. I was like, hold up a sec. We touched on it, but we... I didn't say we... airstrikes, but that's yeah, what it was. Yeah, we, we it was touched on it, but we didn't go right. into it. You know, we go on tangents. So I'm like, hold up a second. Did we bring that up yet? So um, it is um, reading the different sources about um, about what's going on. Like, even when I just read, I was telling you, I just read CNN and then reading Fox News and how... The delivery is so completely different, and how well, one's more yeah. pro and one's more con. I think it's just they're, those are opposite ends of the spectrum, though. They they are, and you know what? May, I have to the probably far ends of the spectrum, and I have to obviously. It's good to always read multiple, more than just two sources. But it's just it's again, it's just I think it's it's can it can be confusing and it can be crazy that you have this this media this presenting these facts to you and you again you have to keep questioning what is the facts and for people who don't know things even me when i'm going 
in trying to find out what's going on and I have to read more than one thing or, or several things, as I think you should do nowadays, mm-hmm. to figure out what it is. And then it goes in my head and I have to form my own opinions about, well, I don't think that's true. I can believe this. I can believe that. I think that's sad and that's crazy that we have to do that. Well, because unfortunately, you know, people are people. <laughs> and like no one's going to be completely biased because everybody has their feeling about things. Um that's the I I would say that that's the only good that social media besides being entertaining as hell with memes and stuff I think has done. Mm-hmm. Um at least for me where it's just like being able to see so many different perspectives. And then sometimes, I know for me, like if I'm reporting something, I keep my opinion out of it altogether mm-hmm. at times. And the reporting is just, this is the reaction from the people. Like this thing happened and this is how the people are weighing in. Mm-hmm. I don't have to say how I feel one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't matter. Yeah. I have my opinion and that has nothing to do with what I'm reporting. I'm reporting that this is how the people feel. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's good because then sometimes you can... You know, you get those different perspectives. Sometimes they shape how how you think about things or they change your mind about how you think about things because they bring perspectives that you otherwise like just didn't have because your your perspective is skewed, right? It's based on where you live and the people around you and the circles you run in and the, your socioeconomic class and all these other things. So it's like being able to see with all these different people who don't live like you or don't look like you, what they think is very helpful. That is the one thing I will give social media. Um, but Rose McGowan got dragged mm-hmm. on Twitter yeah. for Rose McGowan, tweeting, the actress. Yeah, for tweeting... Um, like I'm sorry, Iran, and yeah, she was please like, don't kill "Please us. don't kill us." She was like, "We're being held hostage by terrorists ourselves," mm-hmm. and because um, she was saying, like, you know, I understand that this leader was awful, and she had said in the past, like, she knew who he was, and he was a horrible person. But she was like, "I'm actually very sorry about this. Please don't kill us." And then Twitter proceeded to drag her, and I'm just like, <laughs> I, I just I. <laughs> From the little bit that I've read, oh, I've read her actual tweet, and of course I don't. I, I wish I could pull it up right now, but and, pull and, it up. yeah, and she she did say she it seemed she was just saying, listen, I'm at a point where I woke up this morning and I saw this, and my immediate reaction was, we're going to war, and mm-hmm. she's like, I wanted to say something like this shouldn't be happening because it should be the last resort. It should be not even the last resort. It shouldn't have. I mean, it's why is it necessary to bomb and to kill all these people? And we, and and I think she's very well aware. She said too. I think after all of this outcry and people were upset with her, she's like, I don't support either government, but, you know, this is how I feel. She was also saying we are the American people and we're the ones that are going to be hurt and affected by this. Yes. Like we're not. um, And I think they know that because America, these this this is what they do. They know they have attacked other governments and civilizations just as Americans have. And we know who gets hurt, the civilians. Those are the one. Those are the ones that have the casualties, and then these poor, not poor, unfortunately, our troops, and uh, you know their troops who are sent to defend their countries and die for things that essentially are arguments between these men who are trying to rule and, and they want theirs and they don't want to share and all these things. That's what it is. Yeah, it's actually it's. Oh, I hate Twitter so much. It just it's a cesspool. I just nothing. 
Well, I don't go good comes from Twitter. Me either. But every time, like, it's something crazy going on, it's Twitter. It's like, I can't. Um, I'm trying to find her tweet. There's so many tweets that have happened. If you just um, look it up, Rose McGowan, if you Google it. Oh, oh, okay, I guess. Because I just went on her Twitter. Yeah, if you like, Google it. Oh, it says, Dear Hashtag Iran. Um, the U.S. The USA has disrespected your country, your flag, your people. Fifty percent of us humbly, fifty-two percent of us humbly apologize. Um, let me just. We want peace, and then I think I cut off. Sorry, I'm like on my phone. Come on, Twitter. Oh, it literally just took me to the same thing. Ah, come on. we're trying to pull it up. I know. Um. Oh no, is it gonna ask me to log in? Oh no. Um, so it says we want peace with your nation. We are being held hostage by a terrorist regime. We do not know how to escape. Please do not kill us. Um I don't think anything was wrong with that. Listen, she said the US USA has disrespected your country, your flag, your people. Fifty two percent of us humbly apologize. I mean listen, at the end of the day, Rose McGowan, Rose McGowan doesn't represent the United States like people. Yeah. Any more than Donald Trump does. Yeah. Um, and then, but I, I but just it, feel like it's 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 also fucking ridiculous. And of course, we can say Donald, but for the rest of the world, and I think even people know that there's, you know, Donald Trump is just one. He's that leader. He's a representative of our country, representative of our country. And I know a lot of people in America when they see other countries, they don't know. And America's different. And I think most more people know about them outside. We are much more insular, where we don't we know less about other countries. So if, if the prime minister of some country came out and they said something about their country, this is how we feel here. We're gonna go fuck you guys. You know what I'm saying? That we're gonna go right we're, about we're what you guys head. are doing in yeah, America. And we, exactly. And if we had to think and sit down, we would know. Okay, well, we know everybody in your country probably doesn't think that. But if we hear the leader, the figurehead of this country, come out and say something. You're going to take that as your country feels like this because that's your job, actually. You know, we can't speak to everyone in the country and we know everyone doesn't subscribe to this, whatever. But that is your job. You are represent. You are representation for this country, for this nation. That's what that means. Oh, what do you, you mean can- as the president? Yes, yeah, the president. Oh, fuck it. Of course. No, no, no. You said, you said um, Donald Trump. I said he's not any more representative of the American people, like the way that we feel. Yes, yes. But... But he's the fucking president, right? So unfortunately, what he does affects us. And what, what she was saying. and what she's are- saying is, hey, listen, like the American people don't want no smoke. We're not trying to go to war with you guys, and we recognize that a lot of so, fucked up shit has happened. So you're agreeing? But we yes. are under like the same way it was like the Iranian people would be like, we're under a terrorist regime. And she's like, so are we? Mm-hmm. Like the same way, like our president is horrible shit to your country, and then your president is going to want to do horrible shit to our country. The actual people have nothing to do with that. Well, I think I think with us though, it's unfortunate because we are a nation. I think that's harder to swallow because you know even it's all of the stuff that American is ex- America exports, especially our social media and our entertainment. People think we live like kings, and yeah, I don't people think people think that see we the have the power. People, and then we, people think we have a lot more power yeah. to do or change certain things than we do. Um, the majority of American people do yeah. not. And then I think the majority too, they of American don't people see. are not wealthy. They don't yeah. have that kind of influence. Money makes influence in this country. And this if you don't have any now. money, right? World, but yeah. we're talking specifically in America to change things. Money has to exchange hands. 
And most American people don't have that money. Yeah. But they will be affected by the decisions that the people who have money and make these policies and make these kinds of uh, decisions to go to war and all that stuff. We're, we're going to be affected by and it. And I think, too, to that point, to it's harder for people outside of the country, even though they know that everything isn't equal in America, even with seeing all the shit, the, the, you know, the, the cars and the homes and all of that, they know, listen, I could probably live in a country and you have it so much better than I do. Even if you can't control what's going on in your country, you still got running water. You still got Mm -hmm. abundance. And just like thinking of what this comedian was talking about, how America has so much abundance of everything. Excess. 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 And how even if you're a poor working class, person in this country you still have access you have mm-hmm. a cell phone you still have more than usually for the most part you have more than one pair of shoes you have you know all of these things that working class people in other countries do not have you know it's it's it we live in a world where we're we are very blessed i think to be in america in some ways as far as material things and not lacking unfortunately I wish that it extended to other countries. I wish other countries were able to enjoy the things that we enjoy. People went in on, on Twitter. Road. Like, I'm reading these fucking tweets. Like, people... Oh, my God. And then Graham Allen... Who's Graham writes, Allen? I don't oh, just know. About- but his, 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 he, listen, he's, what's the name? He's verified. Oh, okay. I'm like, who's so he's possibly a public figure, right? Dear Iran, the USA has punched you in the mouth. We warned you if you don't, if you hurt Americans, we will hurt you. We don't apologize. We want peace, but we will fight. We are being led by a real leader and we'll destroy terrorism. There is no escape for terrorism. Yeah. Don't try us. And people are now changing their like Twitter handles to put an American flag by their name. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it's it is it is amazing I that know- like the dragation. Someone wrote, "Don't Tim Young also verified." It's a lot of people that are verified that are responding. Mm-hmm. Don't do drugs, kids. And then and then a response goes, "Or sleep with Weinstein Weinstein to get a job." Like really? Oh wow! Like they y'all went there. Like <laughs> everyone's just like you're anti-American. This is anti. But it, Bradley Scott. This is one of the most anti-American and anti-human race tweets I've ever seen. You are siding with a man who has been designated a terrorist since 2005. By America. And a nation who is responsible for the death of so many innocent people around the world. So are we. Sick. So are we. The, my thing is, you think countries, you think America came into power with no blood on its hands? Just even the things that we've done to people in our country. It's like, okay, so you think we haven't done anything bad to other countries. We, every country, in order to be on top, you conquer, you pillage, you colonize, you do all these horrible things. So America has no blood. America has, is, has not been deemed a terrorist to other countries. I'm pretty sure that has happened. It has to have happened. So, it's, listen, <laughs> evil's in the, what is it? Nah, so like, now everybody I'll, is saying like, uh, "What's the hashtag? Um, move to Iran." Oh my gosh! Because everybody's like, someone goes, "I'm sure you have a passport. You're free to go." People are <laughs> like, insane. People well, are, keep your eyes. Oh, speaking of Twitter being sad. a cesspool, what? 
Shall we get into Blue Ivy? Oh, Lord have mercy. See, that, see, we got ourselves riled up before we got to this. And that's the problem. Because now we're both already on a 10. Well, I feel with all worse. the ridiculous shit I feel worse about on. that. Okay, go on. Well, go no. On I mean, Ivy. we have to talk about this Blue tell, Ivy tell, thing because Tell us disgusting. about the things that you said about her. I want, I want you to be put all the things on the table that you wrote in that article that is going up next I week. I <laughs> said that Blue Ivy was adorable. And no, actually, let's talk about it because Essence got dressed. Dragged, mm-hmm. um, because I wrote an article. Sorry, my phone is wilding. Um, talking about her hair, you know, she uh, Megan Thee Stallion posted a photo yes. of her and Beyonce, Beyonce and Blue Ivy, mm-hmm. and the story we did was just when by we I mean me was saying that she looked adorable, yeah, like rocking the, the straight yeah. hair. Mm-hmm. Um, but people got angry because so we have like typically when you write stories, you have like your title head, and that's what goes on like Apple News or the whatever. And then, hold on, what was I'm sorry, go on. And go then ahead. you have a headline that's like on your site, and you have one that is seen like mm-hmm. in different genres, whatever. So um, the the Twitter one it said. Um, it was like Blue Ivy's silky, silky blowout proves that she's um, still a beauty inspiration or whatever. Mm-hmm. People were pissed because you, the silky blowout part. And these are words that you choose. Do you yes. choose? Okay. Yes, I chose. On. Yes. yes and yes. But the thing was, people were mad at the title, but I was like, read the fucking story. Mm-hmm. Read the story. This wasn't a praise of silky blowouts. The whole point of the story was we've seen Blue Ivy with her beautiful curls. We've seen her with braids. And now we've seen her with another style we've never seen her in. And, and she's beautiful. still slaying. Yeah, so it's, and she's still slaying. People were mad because they're like, this is a black publication. How dare you like upheld these idealistic European standards and this and a third. And it was just like, we're not, though. We're literally just saying that with any hair she slays. Yeah. That, because, and for me, it was important to say the silky blowout part because... You know, we talk about like natural hair and all that stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. And I do still want to make sure the girls who decide to do, by the way, silk presses, mm-hmm. let's be, by the way, it's not a perm. By the way, yeah. You could tell from the photo that that was a silk press. Yeah. They have not chemically altered that girl's yeah. hair. But let's say she got a perm. That's her prerogative. That's her prerogative. What I wanted to make clear was. We embrace it either way. Black women, however you want to wear your hair, mm-hmm. whether in your kinky coils, yes. in braids, if you want to rock a wig, or you want to press or perm your hair, you're yeah. still beautiful. Yeah. You still slay. Yeah, people aren't saying That was exactly. literally the point, but people were so mad. People are not saying at, anything about the wigs and the wigs that the women who thing. looks... Yeah. Guess what? If the title of the story had been Blue Ivy's, you know... uh cornrows prove that she's well, yeah, still a beauty expression. No one would have cared. Yeah, been here for but it. it was just a silky blowout, which for me taught me a lesson in that we have not come anywhere mm-hmm. in the in the realm of colorism. Because mm-hmm. colorism and and um who's the, the title of the Grio article which we're gonna get into um Blue Toulouse talks about it in the article in the Griot, which I absolutely agree with. And I was before I even read the Griot article was thinking about that because I'm like, people are so mad. But I'm like, people took the silky blowout words as an attack on their blackness, Mm -hmm. on their blackness as a whole. So that was that's a colorism issue. Yeah, because blackness that's a colorism is thing. More than just so it was like, a, <laughs> yo, y'all are promoting like straightening our hair. Should we bleach our skin too? Like that what? was basically the gist of what everyone was getting mad about. But I was like, the thing that 
it's funny is I'm like, if this had been a non-black publication, I could see where there would be some anger. But when it comes from the black publication that continuously praises our beauty in all its forms, uh, then you should have understood that that's not where it was coming from. I agree from. with you there. So, it's like, are you not, you're a fan of this publication. But, but that's you my point. Essence. It's like, you know where essence. our principles lie. You know it. So you already should know that that's not what we're saying. That's exactly. not what we're promoting. But exactly. also, not one of you fucking ass cracks read the story. Mm-hmm. That's the thing that blows me. Instead of like, you're so angry. You're so up and uh, Read the story. Mm-hmm. And then if you read the story, then you understand that's not what we said. And if your comeback would have been, yo, I mean, I agree with the story, but your title sucks. I can accept that. Mm-hmm. But you have an opinion about the whole thing and you haven't read it. Yeah. So I can't with the cancel culture of people just being reactionary. Mm-hmm. You don't actually fucking read. That's, well, that's a dick when you want to have an opinion about some shit that you didn't actually read. Well, that's what we talk. We talk about like, like baiting when they have those headlines, which people clickbait. just clickbait, and it's just like, well, because most people aren't going to read the whole article now. They, but gonna... I don't clickbait. Well, well, no, but I don't you... clickbait, folks. But, but it's know... funny though that you say that because, interestingly enough, we write a lot of pieces mm-hmm. about people who are not celebrities. We write pieces uh, about praising people in their afros, mm-hmm. their yeah. ball has all that stuff. No one clicks on those yeah. stories. Get they get posted on Twitter, Twitter, and no one comments on them. Yeah, you get a lot of good. So I'm like, you guys are so hypocritical. Yeah, that's what that <laughs> is. It's like if people see a name in it or people see a shocking headline, usually about a celebrity attached. It's always celebrity. Then people are gonna click I on didn't it. I even think it was so, shocking. So I that's, thought it was complimentary. So that's what people are going to look into. So they don't. If you're scrolling on Twitter, Twitter, social media, they talk about these stories even with the internet. I think you may have mentioned this to me. I'm not sure, but other people who are writing for the internet, you can long for the long. Form long journal. form journal. Yes, people that don't read them. Yeah, people will not no, read anything. You have a certain limit, <laughs> so that proves to you because people don't want to read. Uh, oh yeah, doing... we're gonna be Fahrenheit for what's yeah. it four fifty one in no time. Josh, did you see that? Josh and I went to see this movie <laughs> Knives Out, which was okay. We just oh, it was Knives... okay, but you know, it was nominated for Mad Golden Globes. Oh, because by the way, this, yeah, and I love some. I mean, of course, no Matt, you know, it's inequality, whatever. I like a lot of the people in the movie. Mm-hmm. I love Jamie Lee Curtis. Right. Um, Chris Evans is adorable. He's, he's adorable. And I, you know, I love me some Tony Collette. We both do. Yeah. Yes. So she was in it and then her character is sort of like this, she's in her th- maybe 40s, late 40s. She's sort of like this um, fashion um, lifestyle, very like in with the celebrities, hippy dippy person who's created this sort of life for herself. She's always on this Instagram, always tweeting. So she meets the, the character who's a detective investigating. He's a famous detective. So she says to him, she's like, oh my gosh, I read a tweet about you, about an article that was written in you and about you in the New York Times. It was amazing. You're famous. And she read the tweet about the, about the New York Times. She didn't read the she article. She read the tweet then about the Then they cut to Jamie Lee Curtis's um, character who's older, who's maybe like 10 years older. She's more of a businesswoman, much more savage. Who read the article. Yeah, and she says, I read, an, uh, I read the article about you in the New York Times. It was amazing. And it was just the difference between these two people. And it's like, even though this woman was probably, she was in her 40s, Tony Collette's character who was saying, I read the tweet about you that speaks to our generation and then you can also and I think it also spoke to how you can be successful 
in two very, very different ways. Mm-hmm. And how it is dangerous because she didn't read the whole article. She just read the tweet about Right, the which was like someone else's opinion yes. about the thing. And it's like, just read the fucking thing. Mm-hmm. God, people just read. Educate, yeah. It just, it blows my do mind. Do your research. The thing that bothered me the most, because you know I don't give a shit about trolls. Mm-hmm. Like, I wish someone would troll me on Instagram. Please, if you're listening out there, <laughs> no, slide, slide in one of my comments and try to come for me. You don't need that I negativity. Do. I do. Mm-hmm. I just I just feel like I'll be like, I've made it. I have a troll. Oh, God. I'll um, troll you. <laughs> I'll be like, oh, my God. Is this my first troll? How cute. <laughs> What's your name? Where are you from? <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> I, I'll feel like I've made it when I finally get a troll. Um, but, yeah, like, because, you know, I don't be reading the comments and stuff, so I don't care. Mm-hmm. But what bothered me most about it was that I'm like, um, it it just, um, it, it ah, what is the word that I'm looking for? It it sort of just overshadowed the positivity that mm-hmm. we were trying to shine yes. on her moment. And it was like, we were basically trying to say that this girl is beauty, regardless what, regardless of how she represents it. And even though they were coming for Essence, not coming for her, mm-hmm. it was still something negative yeah. associated with her. And I didn't like that. And I was like, she's a child. And my she's qu- a child. So let's just like chill. And my question to you that I have, and I, I'll speak on how I feel about it as well, is because I've definitely... How do you feel about us people talking negatively about celebrities' children's appearances? It's disgusting. Shall we because, get into this story yeah, from the Griot? Yeah, it's yeah. absolutely disgusting. Mm-hmm. So the Griot had a story. It's titled, She's Just Seven. Why Blue Ivy is Really Triggering People's Anti-Blackness. Mm-hmm. And again, it starts with the cesspool that is Twitter, mm-hmm. um, where... Um, K. Austin Collins. Oh, wait, no, it wasn't who. So let, let me just sorry. Um, two editors. Oh, God, it's the fact that these people like, oh, my God. So K. Austin College um, wrote, I have a feeling the, the Jay-Z face jeans are about to really hit Blue Ivy. And I feel so sorry for her. He is a Vanity Fair film critic. Um, cause Megan Thee Stallion posted the photo of mm-hmm. the three of them looking adorable. And then Violet Luca, web editor for Harper's, then wrote, they haven't already. And then, oh, or she'll just get plastic surgery at 16 a la Kylie Jenner. And we'll all have to pretend that she always looked that way. I can't allow myself to feel too sorry for the incre- incredibly rich. Mm-hmm. Blue Ivy is not incredibly rich. Her parents are. She's seven. She's mm-hmm. incredibly seven. Mm-hmm. Like, She's are you kidding me? Okay, let's also uh, uh, mention the fact that K. Austin Collins, who made the first crack, is a black man. Mm-hmm. And then this Violet Luca is a white girl. Um, and the Griot is not having it. The Griot is a black publication. Mm-hmm. Um, the Griot is not having it. And neither should any of us, because um, it's disgusting. She's a child. Well, I will say, just before we continue to go on, I have said definitely on this podcast, I have definitely talked about Blue Ivy's looks. And I have definitely said um, that she, as a young girl, like, I don't think she's that cute. I have definitely said that. You said that on the podcast? Yes, we have. Yes, Dude. I've definitely said that. That's I've definitely awful. said about and, that. And I think, I think the unfortunate thing is now that I'm realizing is that she is a child and you wouldn't want a child to hear that. And I'm assuming that she's not listening to a podcast. Right. And I think it is because 
Yeah, I've seen some I've, in my life, in my normal life. I see little kids and I'm like, ugh. But I think what it is is the, she's, a, she's her parents are celebrities. So I have said definitely that I don't think she's that cute. She had in the past, she's been that cute. And now I'm trying to, I've changed that. You know, saying, oh, she's cute. I'm trying not to say that because you do feel bad for her. But I definitely have said well, amongst I, I friends Well, I was thinking about that. Podcast, have we ever said that publicly, like, yeah, have we ever said that in an open public forum? I'm pretty Something sure we definitely yeah. about her looks. I'm pretty, and then we are, are maybe we haven't said that she's not cute. We've said that she looks more like Jay Z than her mother, right? Definitely, and that's unfortunate. That her mother is prettier than her. You're growing up, and your mother is beautiful, more beautiful than you. And I'm not, and I and I feel bad about that now because she's a child. And that's all I will say. Yeah, because I was gonna I, say, were well, you about to say something else? No, no, because like you were. Listen, if. Because I wouldn't want anyone. I, think, to, I wouldn't want um, a child to see see that. I wouldn't want I my seven year old nephew. Parents to see that either, even if their parents are Beyonce and Jay Z, that still can't feel good. Like no matter how rich or That's famous true. you are, to read that that is like what people are saying about your child because you want to protect your child. Yes. and it's like there are certain things you're not going to be able to protect them from. And yeah, you're not gonna pretty be able to protect them from the world telling them that they're unattractive. And that's very damaging. if that's the way the, the world feels, right? But when they're seven, you do have a reasonable expectation that people wouldn't say that, even if that's how people felt. Yeah, and, and I was thinking about it because I was like, had we ever said anything like that on the podcast? Because I know in private conversations, people say all kinds of things, mm-hmm. and I was like, I hope I've not said those things in public. In a public forum, because it's awful. Yeah, it's awful. It's pretty fucked up. And if you, and and the thing is, so the the person who wrote this article was saying some of the people who came to her defense and they were dragging the the Twitterers. He was like, I was side eyeing y'all because y'all have said comments in the past, mm-hmm. but I don't think that there's anything wrong with them saying, well, it was stupid that I said that in the past, and I take that back. And I think it's disgusting and I am going to condemn anybody else for, for making those comments. I think that's totally fine to acknowledge that you said something fucked up. Yeah, I will that take you, that back. Right, or that you either don't feel yeah. that way anymore or that you realize that like it was messed up. Like you that, shouldn't have like even gone there. And kids need self-esteem. And I think even just my brother who has two sons and he was talking about how someone said something about his kids, how... Um, one of them, and even even worse, I think if if I'm not mistaken, someone said something about one of them being cuter than the other. But, oh, and I've see, and I can't, and I've like, done that can't. with even my nephews, and they're on the fridge or something, and I've had people say comments, and I always say, "Don't say that." I go, "They're both, they're, all of them are gorgeous. They're my nephews," and then I'm like, "They're kids," and you know, but I and I can understand that also from a certain point. Of, that's when it hits more close to home. So I had to check myself because I'm like. When he had that conversation with me, and it was like, no, I've definitely said things about other people's children. I usually don't, unless, but more so to celebrity them? kids. No, 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 not right, never that's to the them. Thing is like, I if you came things, into my home, no, 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 no. and I don't there do were pictures like on the fridge, and you said like, oh, these kids are cute. Oh, but this one's definitely cuter, or something like that. I would go ham on you. Yeah. I would not hesitate to rant like oh i can't i would tell I, you a new one yeah. and i would say what made you think that that was okay just what made now? you think that's okay what made you think I that was okay that. to come into my house mm-hmm. and say some stupid shit like that just yeah. now and yeah. i don't care who you are i have said i have <laughs> said that too not as hard but i've said to people who've looked at pictures i go no that's not cool i go they're my nephews they're both cute we don't say that i've, yeah, I've like, said that why to would you have the everyone gall? yes everyone but i do think with the celebrity part of me saying this about blue ivy which i do take back i felt like 
I don't know her. She's not going to hear this. It's a celebrity. They're free reign. And it is a child. And I can understand as a black, especially yeah. as a black little girl, you're already mm-hmm. bombarded with all of these reasons. Any black, a black, we're talking specifically about Blue Ivy, so I don't have to change it. But any person of color, it's like you're going to hear all of these reasons why you aren't beautiful. You're seeing things on the television. You're not seeing yourself represented. So you're thinking, I have to look a certain way. That's already on you. So you don't need... This negativity, this judgment coming from places, especially when you're so young. And kids need that positive affirmation, that positivity. It's actually just more proof, uh, you know, that black women get the shit kicked out of them every day. It starts from this little. Yeah. When the most famous child that we know isn't even able to escape it Mm -hmm. by virtue of being black and being female, it's more proof. But but the, the one thing in the article that you were talking about um, before was the fact that the art the writer I think says that people were upset that um, Beyonce's daughter isn't like her light skin wavy hair light eyes all of these things mm-hmm. and I know how I didn't never thought about that when I saw Beyonce's daughter I was just thinking Beyonce is a beautiful woman then you know it was I, I wonder are people really sort of Looking at that, I don't think for me that's yeah. What it that's was. the same thing. I was like, I didn't necessarily. It, it wasn't, that wasn't my feeling. So, but I can't speak to if that was the case for other people. But I get how, as a black person, that's where you would draw yes, those yes. conclusions. But again, remember we were talking about this earlier, and I was saying for me, I think just in terms of when I think of blackness, mm-hmm. the spectrum is just so broad mm-hmm. that I don't feel like Beyonce looks like anything other than black. Mm-hmm. So, like, that doesn't, that's not where that hits for me. Because mm-hmm. um, I've said this about, like, Mariska Hargitay, where it's just like, I, no, no, because I'm going to yeah, bring it sorry, up. And sorry, I love yeah, her and I, I think she's great her. as an yeah. actress. But um, where it's like people would talk about, like, her mother is so beautiful and her father was this beautiful man. And then she came out just kind of, like, regular. Mm-hmm. And they tried to make it, like, this thing. Like, oh, she's gorgeous and she's this. And I was like, but they just say that. And I don't know if it was that people actually felt that way or if it was like, she was the child of these two beautiful people. Yeah. But I was like, I mean, I'm pretty sure there were instances she had growing up. And this happens for any girl. Yeah. Any girl. Mm-hmm. When you reach a certain age where, you know, your self-esteem is kind of teetering. It's, 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 it's delicate. It's in the balance. And then to look at your mother who's like gorgeous and be like, why do I not look, look like her? Mm-hmm. Like, why I don't, I don't look like that. Mm-hmm. I think for a lot of people, that was the Blue Ivy thing too, where it was just like, she's the most, my mother is the most beautiful woman in the world. And then she had a girl. And the girl looked like the dad. Mm-hmm. I think for some people, that's where that came from. But it just wasn't okay to say. Yeah. It wasn't okay it to wasn't say okay these for... things and to like to try to classify her as unattractive yes. as a result. And that's like, what I did. And I have to apologize for that because that wasn't right. That's definitely what I yeah, did. Yeah, it's like yeah. it just wasn't okay to say that and then say as a result, she's not a cute little girl. And like, because she's been getting it for a long time. Like the late night show hosts, mm. like everybody's been saying really mm. negative things about the way this little girl looks since she was like two or three. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why? Why are we coming for this little girl? I remember um someone had they were going in about um was uh Kanye West and his daughter Northwest mm-hmm. and like just coming for this little girl and a couple of people were like you're awful and you're disgusting this is a child mm-hmm. and then people had the same reaction of like whatever she's famous her parents did worse la 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 and it was like 
She's not. She's only famous by virtue of being her parents' kid. Yeah, she doesn't but even really understand what little, that is. She's a child. Yeah. Like as a child, she doesn't understand what famous is. She doesn't know what's going right. on. Right. Like we have to stop like reinforcing these ideas um, that these kids should be ashamed of the way they look because they're rich. Yeah. Like that's ridiculous to say that you have no um, like empathy or you don't feel bad about it. Because they're rich, it's it's disgusting. Yeah. It's fucked up. Those that 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 has should have no bearing on how you treat a child. Yeah, those little kids are gonna go with the other kids for the most part. Rich kids, they you can put them in a room with poor kids, and they just go no, worry exactly. about the ball, That's what, that the was doll my you fault. got, exactly. what we playing. The kids haven't made that distinction. Yeah. Like if you put a bunch of wealthy kids in a room, bunch of poor kids, they just be like, okay, what's your name? Well, let's play. Yeah, let's That's play. It. Let's have a good time. I like her because we have fun. She got ice cream. You know, she got ice cream in the house. Kids right. don't care about that it's, shit. Oh, God. You, they have to be taught that. And around like seven or eight, I think they definitely pick up on more things. But when they're young, they don't, you're definitely very much molding them. And they're taking cues from us to learn right. things. I just think, listen, she's a child. Shame on all of us for ever saying anything negative about the way the seven-year-old girl yeah. looks because she's a fucking child. Stop kicking the shit out of little black girls. Yeah. They need love. On 2020, let's be on a love black girls vibe. With yeah. that said, uh, everybody should tune into um, Tuesday's episode of Blackish is coming back on on Tuesday. And it's actually very much in the realm of everything we've been talking about today. Oh, um, so no, it's Diane, played by Marseille Martin, um, she doesn't want to get her hair permed again. Mm-hmm. So now she's just trying to figure out what to do with her hair. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what the whole thing is. And like one of the producers, one of the women who works on the set was like, y'all going to try to tackle black hair in 22 minutes? Good luck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, I, so I got a sneak peek of the episode. Um, I was able to watch it in full because I did an exclusive for Essence. And it's, it's really good. Mm-hmm. Like, I think they do such a good job. Marseille Martin's, acting is just so good yeah she's good jill scott is on the episode oh, jill and it's scott. basically the gist is guess what black girl when your hair however the hell mm-hmm. you like you're still black and you're still beautiful boom, boom. with that we're gonna end that yes that was there. a positive note we're gonna end yes. the episode on a positive note black yes. girls all righty beautiful however you wear your hair yeah um so if you like us, uh, you know, of course, follow us at Black Hipster Podcast on Instagram. Um, subscribe, leave us comments, email us at blackhipsterpodcast at gmail.com. You can follow me at Standrick W. You can follow my darling at two places where? At The Shawa Evans mm-hmm. and at Always Fashion Week. Yes, yes, yes. yes. So with that. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>